than you just getting on your knees. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that is the center of a relationship, then you don't know what a relationship is. Wow. <clears throat> some of you are married. Some of you may be dating people. Some of you have brothers and sisters. For you to talk to them, do you have to get on your knees every time? No. No. Do you have to speak a certain way? No. No. Do you have to do certain things? You are in a relationship. Mm. You are bound by the comfort of that relationship. If you approach God with any kind of fear, with any kind of thought, with any kind of anything behind your mind, you're already approaching it the wrong way. You cannot love a God that you don't understand his nature. Let me tell you, when the Lord was speaking to me, he was describing to me his nature and his, and, and his concept of what love is and compared to what our love is. It was completely different. Mm. The first time, go to Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. Are you there? I'm there. Read it quickly. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Mm -hmm. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, mm -hmm. in the cool of the day. Mm -hmm. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord uh -huh. God amongst the trees of the garden. Yes. Verse 9. Yes. And the Lord God called unto Adam. Notice this. Do you think God did not know that Adam and, sin, and Eve sinned? God knows all things. But notice God is calling to them. God is calling to them like a friend who come and visit you that you are so close, they just show up. Hey, uh, is so-and-so home? Hey, yeah. where are you at? Yeah. No, I'm in the bathroom. No, I'm in the kitchen. Oh, I'm in my bedroom. Man, wake up, man. That's a relationship. God is approaching Adam as a friend would approach a friend. Yeah. Remember what the Lord Jesus said. I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. Why did he make that statement? Because he trained them on the approach of walking with him versus what people think. Do you realize majority of the majority of, I would actually go as far as to say, 99.999% of God manifesting to people is always not because they prayed. He just showed up. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Look through the Bible, you will see it over and over again. Try. That's deep. So immediately in your mind, you need to understand. If you don't understand who you are, have you ever been in a relationship with somebody but you want to love them on your own terms, not on his terms? This is what Christians are doing. Wow. We want to love God on our terms and what we think love is and not on how we should be loved. God loves us in the way we should be loved. He does not love us on our terms. We are bad, he loves us. We have sinned, he loves us. We have fallen short of his glory, he loves us. So he's loving us in the areas that we need to be loved because we need that love to cover us, to transform us, to touch us, to restore us. Now, when we love him, we not only need to love him in the way he loves us, we need to love him where he loves to be loved. 
I cannot buy you chocolate if you love roses. It means I'm inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. As good of a jester as roses will be, you love chocolate. Yeah. You will not be touched. You'll be like, all right, at least you thought of me. But if you bring me chocolate, then the world has ended. That would be the best thing you could ever give me. So we are trying to give God something and we are trying to make him love something that he's not into. Mm. Wow, that's deep. I, I, I wish somebody would understand what I'm trying to say here. We're getting it. We're, here. We're getting it. This is good. We are trying to love God in the way we think he should be loved, not in the way he has shown himself to want to be loved. Everybody is different. The eternal God is different. There are things that God desires There is a way you ought to love God, but you cannot love a God that you don't know his nature, you don't know how he is, you don't know how he thinks. You just think if I worship it means I love God. No, that's not what it means. That's why the Bible says God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. What is he talking about? A lot of people don't even know what that verse means. Yeah. In spirit is a location. It's not saying in the state of spirit because every prayer, every worship should be offered spiritually anyway because God is a spirit. But God is saying, worship him. God is seeking. God is looking for those who will love on him in his world. Wow. That's wow. what it's saying. That's what the verse is saying. God is seeking. He's looking for. He's not saying God is receiving. God is seeking who will love me in my terms, in my world. Mm, wow. That's good. So when people just say, you must worship God in spirit and truth, they don't even understand what that means. Simply because of one thing. Simply because of a simple thing. We are not, we are not serious about pursuing God enough to know who he is. Mm. Some of you, when you're dating somebody or you are about to get married to somebody, you want to walk with somebody, you want to do these things, you want to know how they are like, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she likes jokes, so I'm going to make a lot of jokes. <laughs> you know, I'm going to look my best, okay. Oh, she likes movies, yeah. I, I, you even fake, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, if you start watching seasons <laughs> you never watched. <laughs> You start liking things you never liked because you want to win that person so bad. Mm -hmm. So you adapt to them because you know that's what touches them. So if I want to have this person in my life, I need to do those things that impresses this person. God has nothing to do with sin. So if you're trying to impress God by not sinning, you're not impressing him because God and sin have no relationship. God came to help Come you on. from sin, not him. Yeah, come Sin on. Sin doesn't do anything for God. That's it, that's it. That's whether good. we sin, whether we don't sin, God is still God. He doesn't change. Mm -hmm. wow. So God doesn't change who he is based on you. And God doesn't change how he loves you based on what you do. He loves you because he decided to. So you see, his way of loving us is very different from the concept of love that we understand. Wow. This is why the Bible says that God is love. He, does, he that does not love does not know God, for God is love. 
He is not a, a manifestation of love. He is the nature of love itself. Yeah. Yeah. I wish people could share this so that they don't under, they understand this. this God was God before anything was created. God will remain God if everything passes. God will remain God whether there's anything or nothing. He is God. He was never created. He never began. He will never end. He just is. So nothing that we do changes who he is. So if you're trying to love somebody that cannot be impressed, you need to know what impresses him. Because it's not wow. anything external. Wow. Wow. I wish somebody could hear me. I feel like I'm talking to myself. We hear you. We hear you. We hear you. Listen to me. I'm telling you what the Lord spoke to me. Do you realize everybody that preaches, oh, God will come for the spotless. But they don't read the whole thing. The Bible says that in, in Ephesians... The Bible says this in Ephesians that Jesus will come. Jesus, love, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, that he was willing to die for it, to cover the church, and to present the church before himself, blameless and spotless. The job of you being spotless is not with you, it's with Jesus. Aish. So you're trying to be spotless, filthy rags. Mm. I wish more people would share on YouTube. Man, this is deep. Uh, maybe re re refresh it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I wish somebody would hear what I'm telling you right now. So we are walking with a deception that is not even from the enemy. It's because we have failed to understand who God is. Go to Genesis chapter 4, verse 4 to 5. Genesis 4? Uh-huh, 4 to 5. Genesis chapter 4, verse 4 to 5. Uh -huh. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock uh -huh. and of the fat thereof. Uh -huh. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Uh -huh. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. Uh -huh. And Cain was very wroth, mm -hmm. and his countenance fell. The first time you see anybody offering God anything is after man sinned. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what God told me. I'm not saying giving is bad. This is why you have to listen to the whole thing and come and understand what I'm really trying to tell you. Hi. It is like you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You messed up. Now you're trying to get things to get the relationship back in order. Mm, yeah, let me wild. fill the house with roses. Let me cook dinner. dinner. Let me do this. Let me do that. Deep. Let me do this. Let me do that. And perhaps, perhaps it will make something change, something move in our relationship. And it will put us back in the terms we need to speak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Hey, 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 
<laughs> I hope somebody understood that. I hope somebody got that. Adam never prayed. Do you know that? Wow. Adam did not pray. What do you see in the Bible Adam praying in the garden? Adam had an appointment time that God can just show up. God will just show up in the garden. Adam, where are you at? Oh, I'm on this side. Okay, Adam, I'm coming. Boom, 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 come sits with him. Abraham. If you go to the book of Genesis, I believe, uh, the, 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 I, I can't remember what verse. It tells you about Abraham, how God came to Abraham. It doesn't tell you how Abraham was praying. It doesn't tell you anything about Abraham. It just tells you God spoke to Abraham and told him, leave your father and mother's house and go unto a land I will show you. God is the one who is initiating this relationship. <laughs> Abraham is not the one praying. Sharababaka. God, you must visit me. God is the one who is initiating this. Read, the, read verse 6. Read verse 6 of, of Genesis chapter 4. Uh, I Gen want to show you something. Genesis chapter 4 verse 6. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said unto Cain. Notice God is speaking to the one that was rejected. Chai. <laughs> wow. God is not speaking to Abel who was received God is speaking to Cain who was rejected Why? and again God speaks to him when he killed his brother I'm just trying to show you God does not speak to you in the terms that you think Let's go to the Bible. Let me give you a verse as fast as I can. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Amen. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Mm -hmm. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. One more time. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 4.19. One John four nineteen. One John four nineteen. Mm -hmm. We love him because he first loved us. One more time. We loved him because he first loved us. So no one can love God. God loves you first. Then you learn how to love him because you have come to know know who he is. So you cannot you cannot just say I worship, I prove my love to God by worship. I prove my love by obeying God. No. There's a way to love God. There's a way to love God. Amen. When the Lord came to me and he spoke to me about this, he told me to, to write it down. It's a lot of information. I'm going to share one point and maybe by the grace of God tomorrow I'll come in and give you more. 
What, is, what am I trying to explain to you? God who already is loving you, you cannot bribe him. Hmm. <laughs> and neither can you impress him to make you love more, love you more. Because he loved you while you were a sinner. He loved you because you are a sinner. Even though his intention is to change you, for him to be truly loved, he has to love you where you are. Yeah, that's good. But notice our love. If God doesn't bless you in the manner you thought, you give up on prayer. Wow. You give up on seeking God because your relationship with God is based on prayer, which means it's based on asking, not on relationship mm -hmm. or interaction. If I have a good relationship with somebody, it is not because of what they have. If it's because of what they have, then it is false. That is why for me personally, as much as I love people, I never have a lot of people around me because I know a lot of people want to be friends because of my prophetic ability. Mm -hmm. They will know what is coming. I can prophesy to them. Some people, it's because I can offer them help, this and this. So I avoid people. If somebody is close to me, it's because really they have no other intention except just me as the person. Mm -hmm. Listen to me carefully. In order to love God, you must understand his nature. You must understand his nature. You cannot date somebody, you cannot marry somebody, you cannot be a good brother, a good sister, a good son, a good daughter, a good parent without understanding your child. Even how you apparently interact with these children is based on how the child is. Mm -hmm. Because children learn differently. Even teachers in school, they have to teach kids differently because they, we, everybody learns differently. Mm. So a good teacher knows how to reach the child where they are. That's true. So listen to me and try to understand this. Number one, God is eternal. The first time he introduced himself to Moses, I believe it's Genesis chapter 3. I believe it's Genesis chapter 3. Uh, Genesis, no, Genesis, yeah, Genesis, uh, I believe it's Genesis chapter 3 no exodus chapter 3 sorry uh, i hope i have it right i'm just going off my mind uh, i believe it's uh -huh. exodus is it exodus yeah. chapter 3 yeah when he told him i am that i am he uh -huh. asked god who shall i tell them that are sent me Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's Exodus 3 verse, verse 14. Yes. Uh, all right, I'll start from verse 13. Mm -hmm. Exodus 3 from verse 13. Mm -hmm. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, mm -hmm. and, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, 
and they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall mm -hmm. I say unto them? Mm -hmm. Verse 14. Mm -hmm. And God said unto Moses, mm -hmm. I am that I am. And he said, thus, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, mm -hmm. I am hath sent me unto you. Now, what does I am means? I am simply means I exist. If you notice, God valued everyone that had become his friend more than a prophet. When, Anan, when uh, um, Aaron and Miriam, was a sister of Moses called Miriam, mm. I believe, when they were talking about Moses and they were saying, ah, Moses, how could Moses marry an, an, an Ethiopian woman and God said we should not do this and this, the Bible says God came down and told them, everybody meet me at the front of the tent. They all went outside. And God spoke to them. He said, if they be a prophet among you, I will speak to them in vision and dreams and in dark speeches. But my friend Moses, I speak to him face to face, mouth to mouth. Are you not afraid? Notice God is valuing his friend over his servant. So if your goal is to be a good servant, it is okay. But a friend will always be better than a servant. A friend will always get passes. A friend will always get covered. A friend will always get favors. A servant can be fired. <laughs> A servant can be fired. I don't know if somebody is listening to me. We're listening, Papa. God loved Abraham because Abraham was a friend of God. God loved Enoch because Enoch was his friend. What do friends do? Friends interact. Friends are what, have what we call interaction. So, number one, you have to understand that God is an eternal God. Yeah. So, because he's an eternal God, all his attributes and everything he does is eternal. Mm. Meaning, if you come with anything that is temporary, immediately you will reject it because God is eternal. Mm. His nature is to receive that what is, not that which is temporary. So like human beings, you bring them a rose, they will be happy even though a rose dies. The reason why we love those things is because we know nothing lasts forever. God in his world and within himself, everything must be forever. <laughs> so that is his nature. Yes. Was Cain's offering... Based, this is just based on what you just said. Was yes. Cain's offering uh, temporary and what made his temporary versus... Because he was trying to please God. He was not trying to have an interaction or a relationship with God. He wanted to be accepted based on what he was giving. That's why God told him, if you do the right thing, will you not be accepted? He did not tell him if you give the right thing. He said, if you do the right thing. So his giving was not in his heart. His giving was because it is 
let me impress God. While Abel gave as an extension of his heart. God, I love you so much. I have nothing to give you. Everything is yours anyway. Mm. <laughs> and verses, I'm going to give this and God to talk to me. Wow. Deep. So God does not want things that last forever because even forever is a measure of time. Deep. The Bible says, hell, there will be gnashing of teeth in hell forever. But then when you read in Revelation, it tells you, hell, death, and the grave shall be thrown in the lake of fire. So we know hell is not forever. Forever is simply a measure of time. Hell is not eternal. That is why in the new earth and the new heaven, there won't be even memory of, of, of hell. We will remember it, but it will be nowhere to be found. Hi. So even forever is a measure of time. Wow. That is why God did not say, I love you with a forever love. He said, I love you with an eternal love. That which has no beginning has no end. Forever has a beginning and definitely has an end. But it's so long that according to our lifespan and our lifetime, it seems like it doesn't end. Is, is somebody catching what I'm saying here? Yes, We're catching, yes, Papa. Yes, catching. So if what you're bringing to God is not rooted in eternity, you're wasting your time. So understand, number one, that God is eternal. That is his nature. He's eternal. And he loves you with an ever, and, and, and he loves you with an eternal, not everlasting, eternal. Because even everlasting is something that began, but it will continue to last, meaning it, it gets a point, it's extended, it gets to a point, it's extended. Eternal does not need extension, it just is. Forever, forever, everlasting, these are measures of time. So, because God is eternal, we know in us, mm -hmm. we cannot love him because we are not eternal beings. But he gives us eternal life. So, of our own measure, it is impossible for us to actually love him of ourselves. That is why the Bible says, he loved us first, then we loved him. Why? Because for you to love God, you must, it must begin with you receiving his love, which is through Jesus Christ, his son. The problem is a lot of Christians think, think they have received the love of God. In reality, 
you really haven't received the love of God if you are still trying to impress God. Wow. If you are still trying to impress God, then you have not received his love. Because we know it is impossible to love him without the love that he has given us that is eternal so that we can give it back to him. So if my worship is because I want to impress God, I have failed. If my prayer is because I want to attract God, I have failed. It must be rooted in what he has given. He gave us eternal love. If we truly receive that eternal love, what happens is inside of us automatically we are drawn to him. You won't need to shout. You won't need even though those things are good. If you do shout, you will shout based on the eternal love burning in you. If you want to worship him, you worship him based on that eternal love that is in you. That you just want to give him everything. Not because he is far away. You see, somebody that doesn't have eternal life, he's still trying to make God come. If I worship really hard, God is going to come. That means you don't understand that he's in you, he's with you, he'll never leave you or forsake you. But because you don't know his nature, you don't know him, you are still trying to impress him. You cannot bribe somebody that has eternal life, that, that, that is eternity himself. You cannot bribe somebody that, has, uh, that, that, that is eternal, that already loved you. There's nothing you will do that will surprise him. Wow. But if you receive his love, that love begins to resonate inside of you. Automatically you begin to behave like him. So you are able to love him by reason of what he has put in you, not because of what you are trying to do. I don't know if this is making sense. Yeah. It's making Have sense. you ever asked yourself, some of you, if you say, if they ask you, why are you worshiping God? You say, I'm worshiping God because he's just so loving. You know, he's forgiven all my sins. If you ask the angels who worship him 24-7, why do you worship God? They won't say because of my sins. They won't say because God delivered me. They won't say because God gave me a big breakthrough. They have never been hungry. They have never needed. They have never been rejected. They have never, nothing like that has ever happened to them. So what is their motivation? What is their push to worship God? Yeah. I wish somebody on, would Papa. understand what I'm saying. Come on, YouTube, Papa. keep sharing. YouTube, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. What is driving the seraphims to worship God 24-7? That's good. People love to say, when praises go up, it confuses the enemy. Who told you your praise has anything to do with the enemy? You see how everything is based on our need. Yeah. Not based on who we are talking to. Mm -hmm. Not based on who we are interacting with. When Paul and Silas were praising God in the, in the prison, they were not praising because of the enemy. They were in trouble. Everything in them and everything around them, everything around them was saying destruction, destruction, destruction. But the love, the eternal love that of God that was inside of them, 
made them not even see their troubles. That they were just compelled to start praising God. Not because they prayed God deliver us out of prison. They didn't pray for anything. They just started singing and praising God because they love him so much because of the eternal love that has brought a certain consciousness of God in them. That angels just, if chains started falling off. But now people who are not spiritual, they think it's because they praised that the prison doors were opened. No. How many people have been in prison? How many people have been in prison and they have sung praises and they were not delivered, they were killed? Peter was sleeping between two guards. Minding his own business, sleep. Angel wakes him up, hey, wake up, let's go. Lavonte La Jackson says, so does one's one self receive both the nature and love of God through Jesus as at confession of receiving him? or after baptism of the Holy Spirit has taken place? That's a very good question, and I will answer you in a second. I love that question. That's a brilliant question. Calvin Almeida from Mumbai. God bless you. My son, the Bishop Richard Jones. God bless you. Is somebody understanding what I'm trying to say here? Mm -hmm. Yes, Papa. Moses did not fast and pray for the burning bush. <laughs> I wish you would understand this God that we serve. I never prayed for me to be like this. Somebody asked a very good question. When do we receive that love of God? Receiving has nothing to do with your confession. Receiving means accepting. If I give you my Bible right now, son, come. Come, I hope people at home can see you. If I give you, no, you don't need to change it. If I give you my Bible, it's up to you to receive it. It has nothing, I can't make you receive it. So your decision of accepting what Jesus has done is based on you not based on him. So if he says, I love you, regardless of anything, Mm -hmm. I love you when you are a sinner, and now you have become born again, I still love you the same way. My love for you has not gone up, has not gone down, because I I am eternal. I have loved you with an eternal love. So when he gives you that love, but you receive it when you are a sinner, and then you confess your sins now, but now you are trying to impress God that you are really holy. Mm. You are rejecting what he gave you. You are trying to justify yourself. Mm. That's good. So now you're trying, you are the one who is trying to say, you must accept me. Mm. Look at how much I pray. Look at how much I fast. Look at how I don't do what I used to do. You are rejecting what he did. Because if you receive what he has done, in your mind, That's why I love what Paul said. Therefore, there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. The reality is this. When a Christian makes a mistake, 
Helen Gabriel says, Moses didn't fast because he was the chosen from him. But if not, then you have to fast for being a born again. That's a lie. That's a big lie. Moses had to choose to go to Egypt. God did not make him do anything. <laughs> you see, that's what I'm saying. You're trying to justify yourself. You still don't understand how it works. Yeah. Salvation has nothing to do with fasting. There's no way in the Bible that says fast so that you can be acceptable. If I come and I tell you I love you with an eternal love, I already accepted you. The problem is do you accept me? That's the issue that God is facing. God has no issue loving anybody. Mm -hmm. That is why he gave John chapter 1. John, John 3.16. Go to John 3.16. Let me explain this. Before you even think about fasting, before you even think about fasting, before you even think about prayer, you need to accept what this person is giving you. This person called God Almighty, Elohim, El Shaddai, the one that liveth forever, ancient of days. You Amen. cannot give him anything before you know who he is. Do you see the problem that we have here? Yeah. Do you see the issue? Because people are trying to make God accept them that already accepted them. Yeah. So because you don't know that you have been accepted, you don't understand what to do to continue in that place of being accepted. Mm -hmm. If I already said yes, but you keep trying to make me say yes, I will say no. Wow. Wow. Read it. John 3.16. Every Christian quotes this. Uh -huh. John 3.16. For God so loved the world. He did not love the world because we fasted. He did not love the world because we prayed. We did not, he did not love the world because we were looking for him. We did not even know there is redemption. We did not even know there was a way out. But because he loved the world. Nothing to do with us. So when you're trying to follow this God. who has He decided things without us. Our job is to accept what he has done. Yeah. You are trying to put conditions. That is why the Jews asked Jesus, what must we do in order to do the works of God? He said, accept the one he sent. Mm. If you're going to accept Jesus, accept everything that he came to do. That's good. That's deep. Not what you think you can do for him. There is nothing we can give God. There is nothing we can do for God. The biggest issue is Christians don't know how to receive. That is why even when you pray, for a breakthrough, you don't even know how to receive it because you never learn to receive the most important thing first, what God has done. Ah. So even if I come and I prophesy to you deeply, yeah. you will not be able to receive it. You will say amen because it tickled your heart, but do you really know how to receive it? I wish somebody could understand this. For God so loved the world, not because he was made, not because anybody worshipped him, not because anybody asked him. Keep reading. For God so loved the world uh -huh. that he gave his only begotten son, mm -hmm. that whosoever believeth... Ah, 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 listen, whosoever, anybody can... That's good. 
He did not say specific people. Mm-hmm. He said anybody, whosoever. If I take money and I put it outside, and I say anybody who wants it can have it. <laughs> you know, for those who are not in America, maybe the UK is like that or other parts of the world, but here in the States, if you have a furniture that you've had and you don't want it anymore, instead of throwing it away, you just put it outside the house or a TV or whatever. Somebody will just come and pick it up that has use for it. Yeah. Whosoever. Whosoever means whosoever. You can't buy into a stock that is already being given. Wow. Wow. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying so far? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Papa. Yes, yes. Let me tell you, what is keeping you from truly being close to Jesus like you should. It's simply because you never learn to receive the eternal love. If you sin, your first instinct is God hates me because you think God is a human being. <laughs> If you miss the mark, your first thought is like, uh, I'm going to burn in hell. You still don't know this God that you're serving. Paul said it like this. Who can separate us from the love of God? What can separate us from the love of God? Mm-hmm. Not death, not sickness, not an angel, not a demon. Nothing can separate you from the love of God except you reject it. Everyone in the world right now, majority of the people are repenting. Father, have mercy. Good prayer. But the Bible says, let us approach the throne of grace, the throne of grace, unmerited favor. (laughs) You can't buy grace. Let us approach the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy in time of need. So mercy comes as a result of grace. And the Bible says, grow in grace. Meaning grace can increase based on your knowledge of this eternal God. The more of him you understand, the easier your walk is with God. Wow. Fire. There is something I will never forget. There is something I will never forget. Prophet Hubert Angel told me this. I'll never forget this thing, this statement. He said, if you ever made a mistake and God stopped using you, then he never called you. It, I scratched my head because that never made sense. I, I, at that time, 
I did not understand what he was saying. I never understood it until yeah. years later. I was like, God, oh, that's what the major prophet meant. Stop justifying yourself. Allow Jesus to be your justification. Amen. That in itself requires for you to have received his love, known that love, and allow that love to, to flourish inside of you. A lot of people that are saying, Father, we repent. Father, we repent right now. The honest truth is this. After a few months, let me tell you, the economy will flourish again. Anyone who tells you that it will not, they are lying to you. Listen to me carefully. In the month of June, this epidemic will start going down a little bit. And then it will spike up again. And then it will go down. And everything will flourish again. It will take the world to go back to complete norm, uh, uh, normal life. Complete normal life. In about six to eight months. By June, things will start flowing back. The epidemic will slow down. Then there will be a spike. And then it will slow down again. And everything will start to rebuild again. Because it's not time yet. Amen. I'm telling you. I don't usually like to talk about these things because... <laughs> Everybody is talking about it. Everybody is saying this. Everybody is saying this. I'm telling you what God told me. Oh, things are going to rise again. Things are going to get better again. Things are going to change again. For sure. But one thing that you need to understand with all your heart is this. With all your heart is this. Receive God's love. This is the problem the church has. Receive that eternal love that flourishes in you so much If you're trying to worship in order to feel God's love, <laughs> you never received eternal love. Or maybe you did, you don't even know what has been given to you. Everybody write this down. In a few weeks, it's going to make sense. Pray for Bill Clinton, the former president. When you pray, remember Bill Clinton. When you pray, remember him. When God warned Pharaoh, of the drought that was going to come into Egypt. Mm -hmm. Was Pharaoh fasting and praying? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm not saying fasting and prayer is wrong. I fast and pray all the time too. But you need to understand why those things are effective. 
YouTube are you there? Aha. I like I like what Lavonte is asking. Now knowing we receive the eternal love of God, how can we as believers fully commit to receiving the love of God rather than opting to condemnation once and for all? You change your mind. See, all these things is not a matter of prayer. Mm. It's a matter of reprogramming. You got to change this according to what God says. Mm. Amen. Is everybody re listening? Yes, 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 yes. None of these things work unless you understand unless you understand and receive that love that is eternal that comes from the Lord Jesus Amen. this is now the role of the word of God Amen. I'll give you some scriptures that will help you with that you need to read them over and over and over when you walk around tell yourself the same thing over and over and over when you sleep when you wake up think of it over until your subconscious picks it up that it becomes who you what you think amen 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 god is eternal if you receive his love, then everything that you do for him will come out of that eternal ability that mm. is from him. So because he's in eternity, what you offer him must go through the channel of eternity that is in you. Mm. So when I look at God and I say, oh Lord, I love you. I'm not saying I love you because of what I have right now. I'm not saying I love you because of what I will have tomorrow. I am saying I love you because I will be with you for eternity. I am coming to join you in that place. I don't want to be apart from you. It is you I want. Yes, thank you for all these things. They show me that you love me. But what I love more than all these things is you. So when you tell God that you love him, Amen. that's why the Bible says it like this. Even if I speak with the tongues of angels, even if I do this and I have no love in me, I am nothing. So even when you pray, your things will be rooted in those things that are eternal. So if you love God because of how great he is, that's why you find like sometimes I see this man of God praying for people online. And I just love her. Father God, glory to God. Father God, glory to God. It's like, are you talking to a person or are you just repeating what you have used to hearing? Wow. You know, if you look at the prayers of, of the prophets or any great man of God that actually has interactions with God, they talk to God the way I'm talking to you. Wow. Lord, I love you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you, O oh Lord, that you don't change, you remain the same. Thank you for your awesome love. I thank you that, that your mind concerning your people is the same. 
Father, I lift this child or I lift this woman, I lift this man in your hands. I pray, oh Father, that you will heal them, restore them in those areas. Notice it is like you're speaking to a person. Mm-hmm. It's not, hmm, Father God, uh, touch them, glory to God. Uh, God, do something. It's like, ah, ah, hey. <laughs> This is what Matthew chapter 6 says, vain repetition. Mm-hmm. That's good. So there's no personality. If you see them talking to their wife, they don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wife, huh? I tell you, come close. Huh? <laughs> Get me some water. Huh? You don't talk like that. So why is it okay to talk to God like that? It shows you that their concept of who God is is not a person. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) Facebook, are you there? So if that is what is driving you, then you still don't know God's love language. The first thing that God requires of people, let me show you a scripture that will blow your mind. Amen. I love this verse so much because it changed my whole life. It changed my whole life. Um, John chapter 14 verse 23 John 14 23 husband go to the store take out the trash glory to God Oh, my Lord Jesus. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Read. John 14, verse 23. Mm-hmm. Jesus answered and said unto him. Jesus answered and said unto him. If a man love me. If a, love man, uh, if a man love me. He will keep my words. He will keep my words. And my father will love him. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him. And we will come. We will come visit him, number one. And make our abode with him. We will come and make our house in his house. So God never intended for you to call him to come. God is that guest that comes to your house and, and builds another house in that house and you live together. His intention is not to come and get out. Wow. Come and stay. Wow. That's God's mind and God's intention. That guest that comes and never leaves. Read it one more time. John 14 verse 23. Mm -hmm. Jesus answered and said unto him. Yes. If a man love me. Uh He will keep my words. So God's second love language, apart from you receiving 
his love. Number two is keeping his word. Not his ten commandments, his words. Wow. He that loves me keeps, holds on to, treasures my words. So if you're still struggling with what Jesus has said, <laughs> Jesus looks at you and says, ah, this one still doesn't love me. So notice God has a criteria that shows how to love him. Read it one more time. John 14, 23. Uh -huh. Jesus answered and said unto him, mm -hmm. If a man love me, mm -hmm. he will keep my words. Notice he did not say my word, because he is the word. You already received him. But for you to move to that next step, that I can come and sit, build my house, live with you, you got to keep my word. Meaning if I say something, take it serious. For God is not a man that he should lie. So whatever God has spoken in his word, if you cannot take that word serious, if you cannot take it so serious to heart, then you're in trouble. He cannot come and be with you. Because God's intention is not to come and go and then you call him again, he comes and goes. God wants to stay. I'm going to say it one more time. God wants to come and stay. I need people to keep sharing this. I'm about to finish. Amen. Amen. This is I was going to give you one point, but I'm going to give you a few more. Amen. I just feel it in my heart to give you a few more. Amen. Is somebody listening to me? Yes, Papa. We're listening, Papa. So, Zaridia Andelekista Aprados, Le Coria Mandele Baradushta Anduli Bikisti, Le Ronde Pacushta Aria Talanandele Paruva Sonte, Marudia Antala Bradushta Akadaya. How much does God's word mean to you? Do the words of Jesus weigh heavy on you? That when he says, I love you, you have held on to that despite what is happening. You mm -hmm. see, I always think of my son and I try to encourage my son with this. If you do anything wrong, come to me. If you try to hide it, then it becomes a problem. If you come and talk, talk to me because you, you didn't do what you were asked to do, then now it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. When you try to deceive me, then it becomes a problem. If you just come clean, then we get past it because 
I'll just say, okay, don't do it again, because that shows that you are aware of where you missed it. Don't be just somebody who quotes the word of God, shouts the word of God, does this about the word of God. No, 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 no. The Lord has always wanted the word to become flesh in men's heart. He wants it to be written on the tablets of your hearts. Amen. Amen. He wants his word in there. Not in here, in here. It, it becomes a natural reflex. He did not say those who love me memorize my words. You keep. You keep in your heart. Mm. The Jews were very good at memorizing, but they never manifested anything. Mm. Because it was in their mind, it was not in their heart. What becomes part of your heart? You just react. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you can turn it off. You Jeez. just react. Remember, what I've pointed out, mm -hmm. I've given you two points. Receiving God's love, keeping his word. You see, what made Adam fall is because he did not keep his word. Don't do that. keep his word. Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. Glory be to the eternal Jesus. Glory, Glory be to the, be eternal, to the Jesus. eternal Jesus. When I come back tonight, I'm going to teach you the, the, what God speaks, how his mother tongue, if we should say that. Wow. God Deep. doesn't have a mother, but try to understand what I'm saying. Like his natural language. Because it's part of this whole thing. So is somebody catching this? Every single thing that you do must come out of that place called love. The reason why we have so many people that even during these troubling times, they are speaking carelessly. They are not speaking without thinking. 
that the world is even looking at us saying, these are the people that are supposed to be love. It's because they don't have the eternal love of God in them. When Jesus looked at the lost, he saw compassion. Yeah. When Christians look at the lost, they'll see judgment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's sad. It's extremely sad. So my prayer for you again whether you are giving whether you are worshipping whether you are praying let it come out of that eternal love don't make it come out of 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 uh, uh, of of of, uh, of your need what you think let it proceed from that eternal love because what is not eternal God doesn't want it because it doesn't last God doesn't want anything that is temporary he has nothing to do with anything temporary he's never had he will never and neither has he ever made anything to be temporary that is why everything temporary will be destroyed when sin came into the universe, everything that sin ever touched, God will wipe it away and make a new heaven and a new earth. Why do you think there will be a new heaven? Because the sin started in heaven. Lucifer started his sins in heaven. So even that has to be changed. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if somebody's catching this. We're catching. Anywhere that sin ever touched, God wants to get rid of it because what sin does is it makes things temporary. let everything that you do proceed from there when I come back tonight I'm going to teach you how to pray from the language of God not from your need not from how you just shout and pray from truly the heart of God Amen. to the point that you become God's friend not Amen. God's servant Amen. because the Lord Jesus spoke to me clearly Clearly. His intention is interaction, not prayers. That's what he wants. So upgrade your prayer from request to interaction. But the only way you do that, it begins with this. Receiving God's love. Number two, keeping his word. Because this is now you are building a relationship. When people say building a relationship with the Holy Spirit, they think it's just lifting hands, saying hallelujah, and I have a personal relationship with Jesus. If you ask them, what did Jesus tell you this morning? <laughs> if I say I have a personal relationship with my son, you ask me, what did he say? Oh, in the morning he said, Dad, I love you. Then we made breakfast. Then we did this. Then we did that. Then he went to play with his friends. Then he came back. Then he went to play basketball. There is a relationship ongoing. I am aware of what is happening in his life. He's aware with what is happening in my life. So when you say you have a personal relationship with Jesus, what did he say to you this morning? What did he say to you in the afternoon? What did he say to you in the evening? How did he direct you? 
Hello. Hello. What did you talk about? Jesu. Zakoria paradushte enkele gasuta adabaya. So if God doesn't speak to you and we serve a God who does not sleep nor slumber, he who watches over Israel does not sleep or slumber. Look at how Elijah prayed. After he had built the altar and poured water multiple times, he looked to heaven and spoke to God. When the Lord Jesus wanted to resurrect Lazarus, he looked to heaven, spoke to his father, said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. I am not praying for my sake, but so that they know that you called me and sent me. Notice Jesus did not say, Father, hear me now. He said, you always. It was a different consciousness. For Elijah to pour water on the altar multiple times, do it over and over again, and then call fire from heaven. (laughs) If you don't interact with God. (laughs) I remember I was making fun of the other people. Where is your God? Is he sleeping? Is he gone on vacation? Is he done this? Then when he came to his turn, he just looked in heaven. The God who answers by fire. (laughs) There was a communication line open. Even when he ran, he knew where to meet with God. (laughs) That's good. Deep. Go to prophetlovey.com. Give what is on your heart. Let it come from that eternal love. God bless you. God increase you. I love you, but Jesus loves you even more. Learn to love God. Learn to love Jesus. Learn to walk after him. These two principles are so much. And when I come in the evening, I will, I'll, I'll move it forward by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I will teach you the other points because there are five major ones. If you can master those five, If you can master these five, your whole life with God will be different. God bless you again. This is Prophet Elias. Shalom, shalom.